I need to tell you thank you. A million thank yous for the blessing your knowledge and guidance in my health journey has been. In the past going on five months following the protocols you set up for me, I have seen some amazing things. I wanted to share some of those amazing things with you. I started cycling with my husband a little over two years ago. I knew at that point I had MS, but no clue to the other battles my body was fighting, a big one being severe anemia. I really enjoyed cycling to the best that my body could handle. In 2019, my husband and I signed up and participated in a 50-mile bike ride. I trained hard and felt prepared. Unfortunately, that ride seemed harder than birthing my babies naturally. By the end, I was barely pedaling. Defeated and depleted of all traces of energy. I had never felt so weak. It crushed me. I truly thought that would be my first and last long bike ride. I was devastated. Fast forward to this past weekend, we signed up to do a 63-mile bike ride, a metric century. I have been feeling amazing with so much energy and strength. Unlike my last ride, I hadn't trained so well but felt confident that I could do it. And I did. I did not falter or lose energy or feel weak at any time during the ride. I crossed the finish line with tears in my eyes because my body that I had given up on, that I had felt betrayed by, had just done something amazing. I felt amazing. So Dr. Kylie, thank you. Thank you for helping me to love my body again. Thank you for showing me that healing, real healing, is a possibility for me. I am seeing it every day. Thank you, Randy. You want results like hers? You can get them. Come join the membership. You not only get access to me on live calls, but you also get the questions answered, just like yours on my private podcast. This level of attention and help is only available inside my membership. So stop relying on late night Google searches and start getting the answers and relief you desire. I can't wait to welcome you in. And I can't wait to hear your story and celebrate your success next. Hey, practitioners, health coaches, docs, Everybody who finds themselves in shoes like mine, the doors of opportunity are open again. Go check it out. We did some major upgrades and listen to your feedback inside the mastermind. Doors will open all of October and close November 1st at noon Mountain Standard Time. Come join us. BTDmastermind.com. Remember, as my friend Chip Gaines says, Your purpose is just like mine. It's big and it's important. And there's no one else anywhere on the planet who can fulfill it. So quit messing around and go get them. Let's do this together. I'll see you on the inside. Remember, the doors of opportunity are open right now. What can change in your life, in your future, and in your patients' lives? Let's do this together. btdmastermind.com Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. You know the term SIBO, S-I-B-O, or CIFO, S-I-F-O? Well, they stand for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or small intestinal fungal overgrowth. The combination is often occurring, and I always treat both at the same time. 
because bacterial and fungal are usually a common occurrence together. What are they? Have you ever heard of them? What could they be causing? In fact, most common diagnoses that are revolving around SIBO is IBS, IBD, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, and just about any other GI diagnosis that a gastroenterologist can give. I had a lady call me a couple of weeks ago who we just got started with her. She has been locked up in her house for six years. If she wants to leave her house, she has to take Imodium because the sudden urge and diarrhea is so bad. She's had every GI diagnosis under the sun. She's tried just about every treatment. And I can't wait to hear her results over the next few months because they're going to be life-changing. SIBO is a real thing. It can cause chronic diarrhea, and it can also cause chronic constipation. So if you find yourself taking magnesium at night to be sure you go to the bathroom the next day, may I suggest otherwise? SIBO, by definition, is a condition in which abnormally large numbers of bacteria are present in the small intestine, leading to impairment of digestion and absorption. The small intestine is supposed to have low numbers of bacteria. Instead, they have high numbers, and I like to refer to these as the bad guys. We have more bad guys in our gut than we do good guys, but it's just not that simple. We're going to get into treating it and the effects and what can be done to transform your gut. So just like this lady I was describing, she can now and soon go outside and play with her kids and do the things that we would regularly do that we all take for granted because our GI systems are working more efficiently. Let me give you another example. 14-year-old boy, early on in my practice, chronic diarrhea as well. Five, six, seven times a day which was normal for him, but it was so bad that he had to be homeschooled. He didn't want to be at school because he couldn't go to the bathroom when he needed to. But at 14 years of age, he wanted to start hanging out with his friends and start eating what his friends ate because he was eating rice and chicken and practically nothing else. And even then, it still wasn't solving issues. They've done the hair test. They did all these other online tests. They had the, the blood work and yet everything came back normal. They were given a diagnosis of IBS or technically IBD because of the diarrhea side and sent on their way. He wanted to go to scout camp. In fact, he wanted to work at the scout camp over the summer, but what he was currently dealing with wasn't going to allow him to do that. So we checked out his labs, meaning I did, and I walked his mom through it. What I found, what it was in the hair analysis, even though it came back normal, there's a big problem of toxicity as a component of it. However, once we treated the SIBO, less than a month later, seriously, a month later after getting him the right supplements, he came in and he's like, Dr. Kylie, now I'm constipated. What do you mean you're constipated? How often are you having a bowel movement? One time a day? Yep. That to him was constipation because he had never experienced it before. One time a day I got to explain to him is normal. That's what we want to see, bud. I'm happy to tell you he went to scout camp and didn't have a problem. We did have to find a, a filter for the water up there. It was toxic and, and instigating his symptoms back, but we were able to find it. He was able to stay at scout camp. And as far as I know, he gets to go to Wendy's on Friday night with his friends and eat what he wants without the repercussions. 
That's how cool this stuff can be. So what is SIBO? Let's navigate the myths, the facts, the outliers, the failures in treatments. I mean, the whole gamut. Are you ready? SIBO symptoms include bloating and abdominal gas. That is the main symptom. In fact, this can instigate acute flares that can even lead to ER visits. Side effects of all of these direct effects include headaches, joint pain, brain fog, depression, and anxiety. By the way, he was 14 years old and he had joint pain everywhere. If he was to go to a rheumatologist, they would have given him a diagnosis of RA, or they would have been really puzzled when everything looked like JRA, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, but the ANA markers came back negative because it wasn't RA. That's the thing about not chasing symptoms. If I were to chase all the joint pains and if I were to chase the headaches and if I were to chase the random skin issues that are often also associated with them, we would end up in a roadblock. Giving steroid shots to his joint isn't going to solve anything. It might reduce some joint pain temporarily, but ultimately when, when I see, every time I see this, every time I see it, when the gut is done and rehabbed correctly, the SIBO is tackled, it is replenished with the good stuff and the leaky gut is healed. Joint pains resolve. That same visit, when he told me he was constipated, I remember telling him telling me that for the first time in his life, he didn't hurt when he woke up in the morning. And he had never told his mom that before. He just assumed that that's how life was because he had never experienced it. And he was young. Not the first time I've heard that. Joint pain's gone. And that's the case with everybody. Chronic joint pains often are correlated with the gut. Get the gut right, joint pains resolve. And then I like to throw in some collagen. There's this collagen ECM that I use from Systemic Formulas. It's like the bomb.com of all collagens. Help replenish the collagen in the joints, remove all the inflammation happening inside the gut from whatever's causing the inflammation, and bam. So bloating, abdominal pain is the big symptom of it. Diarrhea, constipation, or both. Abdominal pain, cramping, heartburn, nausea, leaky gut, like food sensitivities and malabsorption. Those are your big SIBO symptoms. But I would like to add headaches and joint pain, brain fog, depression, anxiety, because the gut is the second brain. SIBO is correlated with IBS, IBD, including Crohn's ulcerative colitis. It is associated with GERD, celiac and gluten sensitivity, autism, fibromyalgia, and chronic fatigue syndrome, restless leg syndrome. That's another way we could get into. Acne, rosacea, diabetes, hypothyroidism, scleroderma, NASH, cirrhosis, and hepatic encephalopathy, and diverticulitis. If it is a more advanced scleroderma, they have been battling SIBO for life. Definitely take care of that and help them manage things at a very minimum. Now, if you've ever taken a probiotic and your gut symptoms get worse, that is the number one sign of SIBO. If you've had SIBO, taking and it's been taken care of, you probably don't want to take a probiotic, even if you've already tackled the SIBO portion. Just because you're told to take a probiotic doesn't mean that it's right for you and that you should be taking it ever. Like I said, a key indicator is of SIBO is when a patient gets worse with probiotics. They can also get worse if taking fiber, which I'm going to get to into another episode with uh, Lori. Underwood and a colon therapist. Let's get that right. 
Because when you're taking fiber and you're constipated, that's usually the what they say to do, right? Take fiber. It's going to help things sl- slide through. Wrong. It's going to make things worse. Your constipation is going to be worse. So you go and you grab the Miralax and you grab whatever else is on the over-the-counter fiber, Met- Metamucil. Don't do those because they're going to make things worse. SIBO is going to be worse. When a client says that they have celiac and they don't get better from a strict gluten-free diet, SIBO is still an indicator. Chronic GI symptoms after taking proton pump inhibitors called PPIs, things often recommended for acid reflux. Drugs that increase SIBO include PPIs, opiates, and prolonged antibiotics. More indicators. When a patient has chronic low ferritin or low iron and taking iron doesn't help. If you develop post-infectious IBS, like traveler's diarrhea, this can also lead to autoimmune reactions later on. So let's talk about the cause. What's going on with SIBO? What actually is it? When I say small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, what is it? What's going on? Okay. And to make this very, very simple, there's two different types of gases. What's producing these gases are the types of bacteria inside your small and large intestine. There's two main types of gases that are produced by these guys, these bugs in our guts. And depending on which gas is being produced the most, these two certain GI complaints, right? So hydrogen gas and methane gas are the most common. Methane gas causes constipation. Hydrogen gas causes diarrhea. The highest hydrogen gas concentrations are also associated with fibromyalgia patients. If you talk to most anybody who has some chronic long-term illness, they will also have gut issues. Fibromyalgia is one of those. When you take a SIBO test, it's usually a breath test. I like the three-hour breath test. However, I don't ever test anymore because the symptoms are so obvious. Yes, you can take a breath test. Yes, we did the breath test with the 14-year-old so he can see. And we saw, I predicted exactly what we saw, where the hydrogen gas was so high with him because of the symptom, diarrhea. Whereas if you're struggling with constipation and you're taking magnesium to resolve it, you have more bacteria producing methane gas leading to the constipation issues. As we are on this conversation about testing for SIBO. There's the breath test, which I just mentioned. And then there's the stool testing. Stool culture, just so you know, has no no relationship to the small intestine bacterial component. So don't get it. Don't worry about stool testing. Yes, there are functional medicine stool testing kits that are better. That can go into great detail. You can do the three-hour breath test. Those breath tests can determine H. pylori, SIBO, and even a lactose intolerance if if you get the right one. Um, But as far as testing, I mean, just just treat it. The the symptoms are so obvious that I said, just treat it. Now, there are some antibiotics for this. And the first one is rifaximin. Rifaximin, or the brand name Zifazaxin, Zifaxin, I think is the most common one, actually. And I've heard people get success with this, especially if you're dealing with chronic things. However, I will tell you that I have great success with the gut destruction kit. That gut destruction kit's going to take care of the SIBO and all of its components. 
And then the gut replenishing kit's going to get all the good guys back in, whether it's enzymes, hydrochloric acid, some probiotics. But if you want to do the prescription route, rifaximin is the most common one. You can get that 90-day kit on my website at drkylieburton.com backslash supplements. Be sure to get the 90-day gut destruction kit. It will take care of the SIBO and the CFO. The most common products I use for it are Bactrex and FungDX. Other common products include things with berberine in it. That's a very common one. Or um, oregano is another one because they're all antibacterial components. All right, specific SIBO treatments. I kind of gave you briefly gut destruction kit is my SIBO kicker. It's a 90-day kit that will definitely tackle the majority of it. Just so you know, with IBS, 60% of it is SIBO, 40% is not, and it's also a, a CFO or even could be parasitic. Be sure to check the labs for that. SIBO, I should say, as far as labs are concerned, it can show up in the labs. When I see a high neutrophil count, which is above 60%, that neutrophil count is going to tell me it's a bacterial infection. Typically, it's a SIBO type of bacterial infection, but oftentimes go off of the combination of that number, but also the combination of the symptoms. If there's any gut symptoms, I would probably tackle SIBO, especially if there's diarrhea or constipation and bloating or gas. Okay. SIBO is a chronic condition like Lyme's, IBD, diabetes. It can also need long-term management. I mean, yes, it can, but if you do it right and you avoid the probiotics, that's the biggest thing. When people take probiotics and, and their gut symptoms get worse, and then they just keep telling themselves that they need probiotics when they really don't, or when they tackle the SIBO and then they start taking probiotics again, that's usually the, where, where things go wrong. So no, when you tackle it, yes, relapse can happen. And what I like to give people as an example is do the 90-day kit that will balance things out, do the 90-day gut destruction, and then gut replenish. And then when you start to travel that down that road again, you just need to grab some Bactrex or FungDX and some Bind or do the kit again. And it's just like keeping wellness in check. Our, our guts are always uh, revolving, so we'll need to take the necessary steps. But just because someone take, says to take a probiotic doesn't mean that you should. And if you have SIBO, you don't ever really need a probiotic. From a dietary standpoint, the diet for SIBO can get complex. There are a couple different ones. However, there's a specific carbohydrate diet, also known as the SCD. The low FODMAP diet is the most common. The cedar Sinai low fermentation diet is another one the SIBO-specific food guides, and then the last but not least is the elemental diet. I would go with a low FODMAP diet while you're doing the gut destruction kit, and then you'll find that those food sensitivities kind of resolve because those bad bacteria are now taken care of. The overgrowth of bacteria are now taken care of safely, not from an antibiotic perspective. That's just going to cast a wide variety and kill all bad and good. A couple of the dietary tips I can provide you with is avoid raw salads. Eating a raw, I'm thinking of this, a raw salad. I have seen a Facebook ad, a commercial on TV, and then some ad on Pandora with three different people talking about how eat, them eating salads, what caused their gut symptoms to be worse. Hello, SIBO, take care of it. Bam, 
enjoy salads again. Now, should salads be associated with health foods? Um, if you're eating enough calories, yes. But if your salad is not, I always get irritated when people are eating a salad and there's no, for lunch or for example, there's no protein. Add a source of protein on your salad, make it worth something. Get all three carbs, proteins, and fats inside there. So if you feel like you're eating salads and, and your symptoms are getting worse, SIBO. Avoid whole grains and beans. Be careful with nuts and seeds. Starches may be tolerated. A lactose-free dairy is often okay. Sugar and clover honey are also often okay, but the amounts matter. So if you are thinking you have a SIBO and you have gut issues, the low FODMAP diet combined with the gut destruction kit will probably work wonders for you like it has many others. We've talked about the rifaximin for the antibiotics. Recommended dosage, according to the charts I have, are rifaximin at 550 milligrams two times a day for 14 to 21 days. The neomycin is also another antibiotic as well as metronidazole. Be sure to work with your GI doc if, they're, if you are and they know about SIBO and they're successful with SIBO because a lot of times they will say that they're familiar with it or they are familiar with the lab testing. Just be sure they know they're very good with SIBO because it is a complex issue. Herbal things include allicin, berberine, neem, oregano, cinnamon. There are a couple different supplements highly recommended. Like I said, I use Bactrex and Fungdx. Previously to knowing systemic formulas existed, I used Candybactin AR and Candybactin BR from Metagenics. Combined those, I actually used those with the 14-year-old. It worked great. Now that I know systemic formulas exist, I use their Bactrex and their Fungdx in combination as well with Bind and a couple other things you can find inside the gut destruction kit. But just know that when you start to treat these things, it might get worse because you are literally killing bacteria inside your body and even fungal if you're using the FungDX2. So you can see symptoms worsen. Just know that they are going to get better. And be sure, be sure, be sure, be sure. I always seen this. I, this is the most common problem I see with SIBO treatment. Nobody goes in and cleans up the mess. They tackle the bad bacteria and the bad fungal components, but they don't clean up the mess, especially with parasite and Lyme treatments too. When you're killing and destroying things inside the gut, they're going to open up and toxins are going to be released because that's where they're hiding. Be sure to use bind to go and clean up the mess or some type of binder. Now there is the elemental diet, but it is super strict and I'm not a fan of strictness. I like my food. I like being flexible. So if you want to take the dietary route, Low FODMAP is highly recommended and then use the gut destruction kit in combination with it. And there you have it. There's SIBO in a nutshell. Now I say in a nutshell, because it can be complex, especially when you're dealing with chronic, chronic diarrhea and chronic, chronic constipation, but know that it doesn't need to be this way. Know that you can go on road trips, not panic or not have to know where every gas station is off every exit. Know that there is a better way than taking magnesium to improve your constipation status and know that SIBO and CIFO are a real thing. Yes, they can be treated. Be sure treatment is done correctly and you are working with an expert who is well-versed. If you feel like that you have a milder case of it, jump into the gut destruction kit. 
Again, you can find that on the website at drkellyburton.com backslash supplements. There you go. I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. I hope you learned as much as I did from that discussion. Now, I'm in need of your help. I'm writing a book because of overwhelming requests. I'll be teaching you how to transform those normal labs into answers, healing, and hope. Whether you're a practitioner or trying to take charge of your own health, what questions do you have about blood work and labs? I'd love to answer those questions inside the book. To submit your questions for a chance to be answered within those pages, text 855-499-2555. Once again, that's 855-499-2555. Then stay tuned. You just might have a special place inside the Q&A at the end of each chapter. Next, come join the membership. You not only get access to me on live calls, but you also get the answers to questions just like yours on my private podcast. This level of attention and help is only available inside my membership. So stop relying on late night Google searches and start getting the answers and relief you desire. I can't wait to welcome you in. Get all the details and join us at drkylieburton.com backslash healing dash beyond dash the dash diagnosis. See you on the inside.